bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts of five alarm fire. Five bells move in immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the Demon of Fire! In just a moment, we'll join Chief Cody and Tim Collins at the scene of the truck fire, a fire they were called to on the evening after the near-disastrous film vault fire in the Central Newsreel building. This fire, you recall, began suddenly while Tim and Jimmy were making a behind-the-scenes tour of the newsreel company with the manager, John Gillette. Later, probing for the cause, it developed that an unidentified man left the newsreel building just before the alarm sounded with a badly burned hand. This led Chief Cody to the conclusion that the newsreel fire may have been deliberately set by someone who wanted to destroy this week's yet unreleased newsreel. We'll learn more about this theory right after this important message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the scene of the truck accident and fire at the corner of Jeffries and 29th to where the chief and Tim have been called immediately after their conference with Detective Sergeant McGurk, a conference at which the chief told McGurk to be on the alert for the next criminal move on the part of a person or persons unknown who set the film vault fire and who may, after learning that this week's newsreel was not destroyed, attempt to destroy the prints when they are distributed to the theaters around town. Well, right now, at the scene of the truck fire, the chief has learned some very startling information, just as Tim, who has been inspecting the ruins of the truck, calls out. Oh, chief! Chief, come over here, will you? Yeah, Tim? Look, sir. Sign on this truck. You can still make it out. Central newsreel. Good heaven. Yes, sir. Uh, Lieutenant Dinkins was just telling me how the accident happened. Yes? Yeah. A big car forced a truck into this pole. Uh-huh. Then stopped, and a man got out and threw a cylinder of flaming gasoline into the truck cab. Oh, good grief. What about the driver? Well, he got out. The truck and the contents, of course, went up in flames. Well, it looks like our person or persons unknown beat Sergeant McGurk to it. Yeah, they took care of those newsreel prints before they got to the theater. Yes, sir. Tim. Yes, Chief. There must be some overpowering reason why somebody wants these newsreels suppressed. Why they don't want anyone to see them. Well, they certainly don't stop at anything. No, no. Now, what is it? What could it be? Is there something in this particular news reel? Something they don't want the public to see? It looks very much like it, Chief. By Ginger, we'll find out. The prints are destroyed in this truck fire, but Mr. Gillette ought to still have a master negative. What are you going to do, sir? I'm going to get a hold of Mr. Gillette. Take a look at that news reel. Let's go. In a matter of seconds, Chief Cody and Tim are racing across town in the chief's big red car, sirens screaming, headed for what they hope is a break in the baffling fire crimes that surround the Central Newsreel Company. Uh, Chief, would you do me a favor, sir? Why, sure, son. What? Well, I promised Jimmy that if there was any big development in this film fire mystery, I'd let him in on it. He was in on the beginning of it, you know. And... Oh, like to take him down to the newsreel company with us? Well, could we, sir? He'd be tickled to death. Well, sure. Why not? I just cut across on this street to your house. Oh, thanks a lot, Chief. That's all right. 
And Tim. Yes, sir? Get headquarters on the radio. Tell him to call John Gillette, the manager of Central Newsreel at his home. Right, sir. Uh, tell him to get a projectionist, a man to run the film. Uh, to meet us at the film building in 15 minutes. Gotcha, sir. Chief Cody calling headquarters. Chief Cody calling headquarters. Minutes later, with Jimmy sitting in the front seat with them, the chief and Tim pull up in front of the big central film building. It is near midnight by now, and the great structure is dark and silent. Gee, the place is all closed up. How are we going to get in? Well, don't worry about that, son. Mr. Gillette, the manager, has been notified. Well, he should be here by now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I guess we beat him, sir. The door's locked. Mm. What do you think you'll see in this newsreel, Chief? Well, I haven't the slightest idea, Jimmy. All I know is that somebody wants to wipe this particular newsreel off the face of the earth. Do away with it completely. Yes, sir. And are willing to resort to arson or murder to do it. And you think there may be some story in this newsreel? Some picture that'll tell us why? Well, that's what we're banking on. Oh. Maybe this is Mr... Oh, yeah, yeah. There he is. Here's Mr. Gillette. Uh-huh. Good evening, sir. Oh, hello, Chief. Hello. <laughs> Jim, Timmy, I came right down. What's up? Mr. Gillette, we want to take a look at that newsreel. The one that went out to the theaters tonight. All the prints were delivered, but... Uh... Well, they were on their way to be delivered, Mr. Gillette. They never got there. What? Never got there? Well, what do you mean? Your delivery truck was wrecked and burned by some person unknown. Good heavens. Then all the prints are destroyed. Yes, I know. But you do keep a master negative, don't you? Yes, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we want to look at. I'm convinced that there's something in this particular newsreel that somebody wants suppressed, destroyed. Now, perhaps a look at the reel will tell us why and maybe even who. Say, Chief, I never even thought of that angle. You may be right. Come on, let's go up to the screening room. Sitting in the darkened screening room, the Chief, Tim, Mr. Gillette, and Jimmy view the negative of the newsreel in question. Tensely studying each picture, each story for a clue to the baffling fire crime. There's no music or narrator's voice on it like there is in the theaters. So why is that, Mr. Gillette? Well, you're looking at the film before the music and voice are added, Jimmy. That's done later after the prints are made from this master negative. Uh, it's good enough for our purposes. All we want to see is the pictures. Well, it doesn't seem to be anything in this horse race except horses. No. No, I can't see. Can't see anything out of the ordinary about that. Hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Number two nosed out number eight to win. Yeah. <laughs> Good race, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, this next story is an interview aboard an ocean liner that docked the other day. Uh, the person being interviewed is Gregory Gates, the famous Hollywood star. Oh, yeah. Yes, and... Uh, oh, by the way, there is sound on this piece. Uh, here, wait a minute, and I'll uh, just turn it up. Well, how does it seem to be back, Mr. Gates? Oh, great, great. Uh, Europe is very interesting, but there's nothing like your own country. Tell me, Mr. Gates, how do European girls compare with the girls in this country? Well, you, uh, you might put it this way. I like them both. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Gates. <laughs> well, that's all there is to that. Now, uh, the next story, as you see, is about laying a cornerstone for a new hospital. Mr. Gillette. Uh, what is it, Jimmy? That, that man, what was he doing? What man, Jimmy? There's a man laying a cornerstone. Is that what you No, mean? no, no, not this story. The interview aboard the ship. Well, uh, there was just the reporter and, and Gregory Gates, Jimmy. No, now turn it back, can't you? There, were, there was another man in the background behind Gregory Gates. 
and he was doing something. That's so. I didn't notice. Well, you better go back to it, Mr. Gillette. The kid may have something well, there. Yes, yes, sure thing. Oh, Mac, uh, run her back to the ship story, will you? There. Now we'll see it again. Yeah. See? There they are, standing before the microphone. Mm -hmm. How does it seem to be back, Mr. Gate? Oh, great, great. Europe is very there, that man right behind Gregory Gates. How do uh, well, European there, there is a man there. there What's he doing? Wait a minute. Well, you, he's got a small satchel in his hand. And, and he's putting it in, in that thing <laughs> there. Yes, the ship's ventilator. You're right, Jimmy. Good grief. Well, then he disappears behind the ventilator. Say, do you suppose uh, that could Shut off the, the machine, Mr. Gillette. You know, I think we've got our clue... All right, Mike, cut it. Well, what do you suppose that guy was really doing, Chief? Mr. Gillette, it looks to me as though he was in the act of committing some crime. Well, what do you mean, Chief? Well, now, people don't go around aboard a ship putting suspicious-looking bags in ventilators for no good reason. Well, do you think there might be a, a, a bomb or something in that bag? Either that or he's trying to smuggle something across the ocean. Oh, yes, sir, but if it was just an act of smuggling, why would anyone go to the extremes of, of, of arson and murder to cover it up? I know. It doesn't seem logical. That's why I'm inclined to think Jimmy's first guess may be right. Chief, you mean that... My theory, Mr. Gillette, is that your cameraman accidentally filmed a man in the act of committing sabotage. What? Sabotage that, if successful, will cost the lives of hundreds of people. Aboard that ship. Well, so that's the motive behind these baffling film fire crimes. Someone realized evidently that their act of sabotage was accidentally caught in a routine newsreel story. And that one way to prevent their crime from being made public was to destroy that newsreel. Now the question is, who was involved in this sabotage plot? And more important, can that ship be warned in time to prevent wholesale disaster? We'll learn the answer to these questions very soon when you join Chief Cody and Tim in the next True to Life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message you ought to hear. And now here's Chief Bob Cody with a message for all firefighters. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. Looking back through my records the other day, I realized that I haven't mentioned our old friends, the electric cords, in a long time. Everywhere you have electrical appliances, you'll find electric cords. And because they are so common and much used in our home, they're also liable to become worn easily, with the bare wire showing. And when that happens, you've got a real danger of fire. So my tip for today is one I've mentioned often before, be sure to keep electric cords in your home in good repair. Don't let them become worn so that there's a danger of short circuit. Well, that's all for now. Till I drop in next time, so long. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Fighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.